0: Fairy Bread would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We pay our respects to the Elders, past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, tradition and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across the nation.
1: Although here at Fairy Bread we're careful about content, we still may be discussing topics which could be upsetting or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hey Brendan, how's your week been?
0: It's been excellent. Really busy, but pretty good, yeah, yeah.
1: That's really good. So what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you listening to?
0: Well, I've started listening to a new podcast called Prosecuting Donald Trump. You know how we talked about the American I know thing.
1: how much you love it and so, you know how much I hate it.
0: So it's another one of those MSNBC ones. So they've come from that. They all sort of do the rounds. On the Alex Wagner show and Rachel Maddow, but there's uh, I don't
1: know what any of these people do.
0: <laughs> and they're talking about, of course, the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that uh, Donald Trump is has to pay out because of his civil lawsuits that he was found guilty on, mm-hmm. and um, just just generally all about Donald Trump, basically. And he's still got the Mar-a-Lago cases going. He's still got his uh, his case going where he was charged because of the insurrection that happened on the sixth of January. Do you know he's what a- he should
1: be saying?
0: Who, Donald Trump? No, what?
1: Call my lawyer.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine the legal bills of this guy? Uh, They're talking about that, look, he might even have to... Declare bankruptcy Who knows it's, He's got a certain Amount of time to He pay. will
1: never Declare bankruptcy Oh he has already Before in the past I believe I Donald Trump so. has yet.
0: Yeah So he, he has to pay Even his judgments Against him He has to actually Pay it And he can appeal them But he still has to Pay it before the Appeals heard So he's got to Yes it's like his. how You
1: go to jail And then you appeal oh, I've got
0: to get out of jail free card
1: Well I'd be hanging On to that one If I were you Brendan So
0: that's what I'm Listening to And I haven't had much Time to do anything else uh, I've been listening to This great podcast Called Fairy Bread
1: that? Oh, I certainly have. What have you been I listening don't to? know whether I'd call it great. I'd say good and slightly amusing. But so my podcasts this week were topically McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, because we are talking about a McCartney documentary that we've uh, both watched. Um, a Life in Lyrics is Paul McCartney and this other guy talking about individual songs. Some of them are a little bit more obscure. So it's not all, you know, all the big hits, although Beatles kind of did everything. Was a big hit. The mm. other one is, um, true crime creepiness at its very best, and that's Mike Boudet's Sword and Scale. It's one of my favorites. I've been, um, listening to it since it first started.
0: So did you say Mike bidet or Mike Boudet?
1: Mike Boudet. Oh, Mike Boudet.
0: Okay. All oh, right. That sounds interesting.
1: Want- Listen, you don't <laughs> want to upset this guy. Oh, okay. I think you might want to <laughs> bleep all that out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he knows people brendan. you'll be right he knows oh, you mean people.
0: people like people from like that
1: all he talks about is moiterers and stuff okay. so he would know people
0: who know people who i had nothing do to do to with people. this mike Boudet.
1: <laughs> i actually said your name correctly it's brendan that you're after
0: top bloke you sound like mike top bloke
1: okay. <laughs> and
0: is. i haven't uh all that i've been reading is uh, is the newspapers really that's about it the letters section. I love reading the letters to You're the such age. You're such
1: an old man sometimes, Brendan. Yeah. That's such an old guy thing to do. Is it,
0: read the letters in the age?
1: Well, I'm just reading a paper rather than reading it on your phone or something. Well, you can do
0: that too, yeah. Well, I'm too lazy to have a subscription to the age, so I buy it anyway. That's the same sort of thing, isn't it?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you
0: do so. <laughs>
1: You said last week that you could tell I'd been alive forever, so I figured that I might swipe you back with an ageist comment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Call my lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) This week we streamed on ABC iview the first three episodes of 321 McCartney.
1: Yes. Yes. We did. Uh, not visually exciting because it was in black and white and it really is just um, Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin talking and I thought, oh, maybe they're doing it black and white because it's nostalgic and it will fit in with the old film clips and they will kind of seamlessly go, I was wrong, that it didn't happen. There's
0: a bit of colour in there every now and then. Mm, yeah.
1: And also the black and white on 1959 and 1960s film is different than the black and white in modern-day film.
0: Different shades of grey
1: Different shades of grey
0: So there's there's Paul McCartney You're right And Rick Rubin I didn't know a lot about Rick So I had to do a bit of like You know Google, Google, Googling Mm. And he's a a record executive I think it was Columbia He was vice president He's had his own labels He's been involved in music For a long time
1: I know that he is um, Highly allergic to shaving cream
0: He does look a bit like uh, The ZZ Top guy's brother-in-law Or something like that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or something out of The Hobbit or something I don't know He looks A bit wizardy,
0: yeah. But record exec, he had his own label and things like that. But Jeff Jam Recordings is one of his, one of his. But very knowledgeable, obviously, and the muzo as well, so he can get into the all intricacies of how these songs were mixed. And they've got a mixing desk there, and that's what it's all about. They go through who the songs, talk about.
1: Well, various um, instrumental breaks and things yeah. where they're sort of like, here's where we, you know, put in the trumpet and, and you listen to the songs differently when you hear them broken up like that as well.
0: Absolutely. You yeah. hear them differently. A few of the songs they looked at in the first episode were All My Love and Michelle. And one of my faves was While My Guitar Gently Weeps.
1: That's one of my favorites too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. And I didn't, you don't realize, but do you remember when they were, um, during the different channels and mixing and they had just the bass going and it sounded really bizarre Mm. and you don't really notice it, but it just mixes in so well. So beautifully, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. What I really liked is that Paul – can neither read nor write music. And so what he was saying is that they had to make their songs memorable, not so that the public would remember them, but so that they would be able to remember how to play them. And I thought, hey, isn't that an interesting take on it? You would have imagined a genius like Paul McCartney would have been able to read and write music prolifically, but he can play it. And the reason he can,
0: <laughs> yes, he can. a
1: little bit. Yeah. The reason he plays it was because his father was a pianist and Um, he used to play all night on New Year's Eve, but he got arthritis and then Paul took over. Yep. For the piano playing. And now Paul does these shaking, shakes his hands and does all these exercises with his hands to prevent arthritis because he's worried that that may be a genetic condition, which I'm not sure whether it is.
0: They, they share a lot of stories and uh, Paul shared a lot of stories about his early childhood mm. with John and how they used to go to each other about being four eyes and about pigeon, pigeon chest. chest <laughs> I
1: know, wasn't that fun? But also the, um, the thing that I loved was that, Paul McCartney was very positive where John Lennon always had a little bit of a negative spin on it. And I'm thinking, oh, can you give me an example? And, of course, he did, Mm -hmm. which is, it's getting better all the time. And John would interject in with, it couldn't get no worse (laughs) or it couldn't get much worse, something like that. And um, and I thought that is the absolute amazing contrast between the two of those. Very, very uh, talented legends.
0: Did you pick up on... The personality traits about John and Paul. Paul was saying how he thought he his had the family idyllic family, normal, and then John, of course, had the tragedies in his life. Yes, and
1: and, how- and his family was perhaps not as idyllic as John's. Yeah. Well, you need a bit of salt with the sugar. That's yes. my wording, not his. Obviously, I'm a wordsmith as well. A bit
0: of salt with the Sergeant Pepper. Yes, that was interesting. The Sergeant Pepper title of the album when he said that absolutely oh, can you please pass the, the salt, salt and pepper, pepper and he
1: <laughs> thought he said and that was on a plane and he thought this guy next to him had said pass the sergeant peppers and he thought oh that's a bit weird but, but a what good, a great name yeah. for an album well they just heard pet sounds and they wanted to better it six months later they released sergeant peppers it was the beatles first gatefold cover and it's a fabulous yeah. gatefold cover for those do you want to explain for anyone who doesn't know what a gatefold cover is, can you explain that?
0: Okay, so you're on a farm and you've got you, come, you drive up to the. To okay, the gate sorry, and I you mentioned it, it
1: like oh. a book.
0: You why don't they call it a bookfold cover?
1: Because it's called a gatefold <laughs> cover. I don't know. Rather than just taking a record out of it, what they used to call a sleeve, which is like a little envelope, rather than doing that, you open it up like a book and you've got all beautiful artwork in the, in the center. So they've released Sergeant Peppers with the first gatefold cover or we're going to call it a bookfold and cover. The,
0: and the cutouts.
1: And the cutouts. Now that got released on the Friday. Paul McCartney drove all weekend, not all weekend, non-stop, but during the weekend through Laurel Canyon, and all he could hear were cuts from Sgt. Peppers. And that Sunday, Jimi Hendrix performed Sgt. Peppers faultlessly, musically and lyrically. And you sort of go, you can't Google it then, guys. No such thing as the Goog. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it did kill pet sounds, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to better pet sounds, and they did. The one thing that I'm going to talk about, not just the black and white, we've also got Rick Rubin in sitting on the floor... And Paul McCartney sitting in a chair and Rick Rubin's cross-legged with his his face in his hands, staring up at him like he's some sort of God, which I know to a lot of people Paul McCartney is, and please don't come at me for that. But it's sort of a bit bizarre. He's in rapture of this person. And the other thing is, please, Paul McCartney chews gum throughout this with an open mouth. And anyone who knows me for more than 10 minutes knows I don't chew, I don't like chewing, I don't like other people chewing. And if you do, which is what Paul McCartney does, you've lost me.
0: Oh, so you only watched like 10 minutes and you (laughs) no, 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 I watched
1: it, but I was, but I, but I was cursing you through it.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And and look, I think, um, one thing you mentioned to me when we, we spoke about it before we, we, um, started doing the podcast was that how likable Paul was. You weren't really a big fan of Paul. And then all of a sudden, maybe now you do think he's, he's a person. Oh,
1: no, I always thought he was a person. I don't know that I actually, I'd grown up with the, with the Beatles blaring on my mother's record player and I was kind of a yeah, bit that would have over
0: done
1: it. it. For you. Mm. Well, I think I think it was was more well, well the album was called The Essential Beatles and it had pictures of them all yep. through the ages and mum said to me when she po- pointed out John Lennon and he, she said he was so handsome and then The Drugs Got Him and showed the long head Glasses wearing one and then the drugs got him. But I remember the essential Beatles. I did want to head back to while my guitar gently weeps. You know, Eric Clapton, that's the first time he played with the Beatles on that song.
0: Yeah, he was a friend of George's who brought him into the studio. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, the very forefront of Love Me Do How there's that harmonica that was inspired by a hit of the day hey hey baby that had the harmonica and and paul and john realized if something was already a hit you had to jump on a component of that and and that's why they actually had the harmonica as the intro in love me do i thought that was really interesting
0: that's a lot about episode one i think (laughs)
1: I just want to tell you one more thing about episode one. Sure. Seeing as how you're winding me up, I'll just do this first. The other thing that I love is I love trying to find, you know, seven degrees of separation. And Dear Prudence was written by John Lennon for Prudence Farrow, who's Mia Farrow's sister. Mm-hmm. Did you remember hearing about that? Yep, yep. Well, Mia Farrow starred in Rosemary's Baby, which was filmed in the Dakota building, which John Lennon lived in at the time. And then one night when John Lennon uh, left the Dakota building to go out for the evening, um, he would ultimately be killed after he signed an autograph for the murderer and then was shot. I don't say murderers' names. I don't give them any any publicity whatsoever, so I'm just going to call him The Murderer.
0: The Murderer, okay. Roman Polanski, he was directed Rosemary's correct. Baby, didn't he? That's yeah, right. correct,
1: and there was all that Manson tie-in with that. So um, quite a time in um, in music history.
0: For sure, for sure. Episode two is called The Notes That Like Each Other because they all had titles on the episodes. And
1: I- that was what they said. They said, we're not really geniuses. We just write songs with notes that like each other.
0: Uh, and that's when Paul talked about other muses who he's spoken to about read music and they said, we just, we just have it in our head. I know John Farnham was another one. John Farnham never read music or didn't read music at the start.
1: Well, I, I do a really good job without being able to read music, Brendan.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> and the second episode too, what I, I really uh, got me going and inspired me. I'd love to have a piano again. I did when I was a kid, but was the lesson that you got from Paul McCartney on just like mental C and how to mm. progress, you know, and make chords.
1: Didn't he make that look easy? He did make it look easy. He made, he made playing a piano look so easy. I thought, wow, I could do that in 20 minutes.
0: So let's all go and buy a piano and then become virtuosos. So three, two, one McCartney. We've got one, two, three out of the way. And now we've got four, five, six to go.
1: Yeah, can't oh. wait. We'll do that next week.
0: Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Now, what sort of songs have you got me today?
1: Okay, well, I'm, I've got the first line of the songs and you have to tell me the rest. Obviously, they're either Beatles, McCartney or Wings or somebody to do with Paul McCartney. Here's the ones that didn't make the cut because the first line is the title.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a few of those.
1: Love Me Do. <laughs> Yesterday, Michelle Mybelle. Hard Days Night yeah. Nowhere Man something. Hey Jude Sorry, did you something. Get...
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. All you need is love. Blackbird.
0: Oh there's one out of the box. Blackbird. It's mm. a great song. It's a great song. It is.
1: Here we go. My favourite happy song. Little darling, it's been a long cold lonely winter. Little darling. It comes been... the song. Well done. It's my favourite George Harrison. George Harrison, song. Harrison yeah. She was just 17. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they mean.
0: The earworm's in there with the melody. By okay. The
1: How could I dance with, with another? I saw her
0: standing there. You got it. John Lennon did a great version. You came on stage with Elton John and did that. at I think it was at Madison Square Garden. I was going to say. died as well. So
1: fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Stuck inside these four walls. Stand on the run. Wow, you didn't even need the the next three words. No, 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 no. Band on the run, excellent, wasn't it funny when they were talking about how the band on the run demos they got mugged and the band on the run demos were what they took. They didn't take money, and yes. those demos have never been found. So right. they've just thrown them in a river or something. The muggers silly. They'd be worth millions now. It was twenty years ago today.
0: Uh yes 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 yes. Um, what's the next line? Um, oh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the name was, of the song. Sgt. Yes. <laughs> Sgt. Uh, salt and pepper.
1: Salt and pepper. From now
0: on, I'm going to call it salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper.
1: Salt and Pepper's here, and we're in an event. You know, salt and pepper with Spinderella.
0: Oh, the the band. Yeah, or well, the, the, the girls. Two girls. Yeah,
1: and Spinderella, which makes three. Really, she was the DJ person. The she's record. the forgotten
0: anyway. forgotten condiment, isn't she? <laughs>
1: The forgotten condiment. Cinderella, the forgotten condiment. <laughs> I look at you and see the love that's sleeping. And la, la, and la, la, that I love the that's sleeping. Well, my guitar gently weeps. Beautiful, yes. yeah. love it. Is that
0: your favourite Beatles song of all time? Do you no, think? no,
1: no? I love it. My favourite Beatles song of all time is Here Comes the Sun and my second favourite is Something.
0: Mm, You're obviously a George
1: fan. Very much so. But I think Paul was the most handsome when he had his longer hair and his beard. I think he was so handsome. So handsome. What would you do if I sang out of tune?
0: Um, Probably.
1: Stand up and walk out on me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> what would you do with if that I sang
1: song? out of ju- I get by yeah, with little-
0: yeah, it's, it's after *Sergeant Pepper's*. It goes into with the little help of Correct, a friend. correct. And that great version by Joe Cocker. Have you ever heard his?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm not. And a- Ligon
0: Russell playing the piano. I'm not
1: a Joe Cocker fan, but yes, absolutely. Yep. Well, I'll tell you something. I think you'll understand.
0: Got a blank look on my face, haven't I?
1: Well, I'll tell you something, See, you know it. I want to hold you absolutely.
0: Your hand, and when
1: I find myself in times of trouble, oh,
0: Mother Mary comes to me. Mm. Let it be.
1: And did you know that he wrote that because his mother Mary had passed away, and several years afterwards, he she came to him in a dream, and she actually said, "Let it be." And then he went, "Yeah, cool. Well done, Brendan. You got, I think, all but one right." <laughs> Hey, Bryn. Yes, doll. You know when you see something that's not quite right, what do you say?
0: I usually say that's NQR.
1: Well, I say, call my lawyer.
0: Here goes the bloody phone again. You've got a direct line to this lawyer, haven't you?
1: Absolutely. And I've had our legal team meeting recently, Mm. and what we discussed last week, which was Red Bull not giving me wings, there has already been a lawsuit, a $13 million class action in the United States in October 2014. Now, this was brought about by Benjamin Carithers, who had been drinking Red Bull since 2002, and the Austrian company's tagline, Red Bull Gives You Wings, was seen as misleading and deceptive because for that 12 years he had not, sprouted wings it's
0: developed any wings at all
1: so as part of that 2014 settlement anyone living in the u.s. who bought a red bull from the 1st of january 2002 would receive either two free red bull products retail value u.s. 15 dollars or 10 u.s. dollars in cash now the tagline red bull gives you wings has now got two extra eyes so it's we e okay So now I'm discussing with my lawyer (laughs) that it's wings plus a pair of eyes, which means I should now be getting wings plus a spare pair of eyes. Okay. So we're working on that. All
0: right. Four eyes. We'll get into that.
1: Now today's lawsuit (laughs) once again. Deceptive titles.
0: Oh, what's the case? What's the case? Deceptive titles.
1: So I had to go off to buy some uh, toiletries and things for my daughter. She needs shampoo and conditioner. She gives me a whole list. And there's one thing on the list. And I said, well, how am I going to find this? And she said, it's just on the shelf there. And I go, how am I going to find it? But
0: you wrote it down.
1: I wrote it down. And Mm -hmm. she said, it'll just be on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So I go in. Mm -hmm. And this is what I picked up. As you can see, they're sanitary wear, mm. and it's called Libra Invisibles. Well, you can see it. Of
0: course I can. So it's not really invisible, It's not it? invisible not. at all. Wow, that's not right, is it?
1: I found it. I saw it. I've even got the the evidence in my hand. So what am I going to do? Yeah,
0: you're going to call your lawyer, don't call you? Call
1: my lawyer.
0: On Fairy Bread, it's time for a new taste sensation. What's that
1: like? So today... I've brought you something very, very special. Hopefully. Maybe not. I don't know.
0: What to eat? Yep. Oh good. I'm hungry.
1: This is M&M's. Yeah. Now you know M and M's. They're just chocolate with the candy coating, and you can also get peanut M and M's. They often come out with these new exotic flavors, and I've got one right now. All oh, right. Okay. So this is M and M's cookie dough.
0: Ooh.
1: In that shell, there's no chocolate involved.
0: So it's Is it it's a real cookie sort of dough, which be. Sort we'll of we'll like have bloody. to find out. I don't
1: really know. Give me one. Come on. Okay. Here you go. Mm. Well, they smell a bit sweet, don't they?
0: They do. You know how, how kids eat raw cookie dough? Usually, like, have you ever done that? When you were a kid, your mum would give it a cookie dough? Absolutely,
1: but it wasn't like this.
0: Well, this is what it's like. It's terrible. That's what that's like. Awful. Don't like it at all.
1: Neither do I, and I, I don't mind a sweet. This is a bit too sweet, and also there's no kind of flavour. Oh, uh, Yeah, no, not for me. Not for
0: me. I, I love M&Ms, but the cookie dough, no. what's that like? It's pretty bad.
1: Agreed. Oh Brendan, remind me, memory like a sieve, remind me what we're watching next week.
0: We're doing the episodes four, five and six of uh, Paul McCartney.
1: Oh, wow. We were just talking about it before. (laughs) As I said, memory like a sieve. Well, until then, play nice.
0: Wherever you play. (laughs) Hey, if you like listening to Fairy Bread, do us a favour and leave a five-star rating and review. It helps others find us.
1: Did you know that you can share this episode? It's easy. On the Apple Podcast app, click the three dots drop-down menu and you'll see an option to share to your socials or a particular person and then they can hear for themselves why you love listening to Fairy Bread.
0: I'm glad we're sending it to share.